Hey everybody, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez, and we are in our second season talking about faith in you. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, we had a great interview with Shonda Sumter last week, powerful interview. I've been getting so much great feedback from it, so I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and check it out. It's, it's there, and if you don't know who Shonda Sumter is, you should. She's amazing. But today we are going deeper on... One of the greatest things I believe will increase your faith in yourself. It's the most transformational thing I know. And when you want to believe in yourself, increase faith in you, the greatest thing that can do that is knowing who you are. If you want to change what you do, change who you are. If you want to change your bad habits or good habits or increase good habits, whatever, if you want to change who you are, when you change who you believe you are, oh, then what you do is just an automatic byproduct of that. So we are talking about identity today. And identity is the crux. It's the crux of everything that you do. It's the center of all that you do. And it's so vital to changing our life or, or even just staying where we're at in life. Um, but many people struggle with it. Many people struggle, you know, and, and it's not, I don't believe it's just a, you got it or you don't thing. I think it's something that goes up and down through life. I've seen it go up and down in my life, different things that I do, my identity is strong. Uh, other times I feel like I need to increase it or reaffirm who I am or, 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 or maybe even get a deeper definition of who I am. It always changes and increases. So I want to encourage you, if you are struggling with your identity, this is a good thing. You know why? Because if you're struggling with your identity, that means that you are not satisfied with who you are right now. Or you're not satisfied with, with where you are right now. So if you're struggling with identity, that is a great thing. It means you don't have peace with your current identity because you feel God is trying to reveal more of who you are. So that that's why I think when people struggle with identity, they think it's a bad thing. It's actually a great thing. It's actually God saying there's more to you than you actually realize. There's more to you than you actually know. So you're a little in a state of unease or no peace with your current identity because deep inside something's saying there's more. There's more to you than you actually think you are. Warring over your identity doesn't mean that you're you're weak, it actually means that you're stronger than you think. I'm going to say that again. Warring over your identity doesn't mean that you're weak because you don't know who you are. You should know who you are. It actually means you're stronger than you think in the sense that there's, there's more that God's trying to reveal to you, but there's also, I believe, more that the devil is afraid of. The devil is scared of you realizing who you are. And this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I love throughout the superhero movies, every time you see a superhero, in the beginning of the movie, they don't realize they have superpowers and they go through hardships, they go through struggles and, and something happens where they realize, I got these powers, I'm actually a superhero. You could see it in the Star Wars movies with Rey, with Luke Skywalker, with Spider-Man. Spider-Man gets bit by the spider and he thinks he's a normal kid and all of a sudden, boom, he realizes, I got powers now. So, and that's, I think, the same thing that we struggle with when we're going through maybe questions about who we are is we don't actually realize who we are. 
You don't actually realize how powerful you are, how great God made you to be. And guess what? I believe the devil understands that too. So the devil wants to discourage you or keep you from getting a greater understanding of your identity, of who you are. And you see that so easily, even in the Bible. I mean, in the Bible, I think it's the book of Luke, when Jesus was starting his ministry, the Bible says that he was in the wilderness for 40 days and the devil was tempting him for 40 days. Now, that's a long time because if you read the Bible, you'll see how did the devil tempt Jesus for 40 days? What was going on? You know, and the Bible's so awesome. It gives us actual insights on what their conversation was actually like. And if you read it, what does it say? Word for word, the devil says to Jesus, if you really are the son of God, if you really are the son of God, you would do this. Why don't you do this? And the devil actually tells him twice, if you really are the son of God, if you, what is the devil doing that? He's questioning, making Jesus question his identity. He's trying to attack his identity. He's trying to make Jesus doubt who he really is. And I'm telling you, if the devil did that to Jesus, how much more do you think the devil's going to challenge your own identity, right? If the devil is challenging Jesus's identity, if you really are who you say you are, then do this, do that. This is Jesus himself, okay? He got under attack. And I think it's interesting because the Bible only shows us three phrases of their conversation. But the Bible also says this went on for 40 days. So I can just imagine the intense warfare that was going on in Jesus's mind. It was going on in his mind as he was being confronted. If you are the son of God, if you're really here for a purpose, if you're really here for a reason. Now, this obviously shows us the a little glimpse of the insight of spiritual warfare. The Bible talks about spiritual warfare. If you're, if you're not familiar with that, it says there's a battle going on with us. There's, a, there's actually a war going on that we can't really see right now. And But this actually lets us see it. And it shows us what? It shows us that this great spiritual battle is happening where? It's happening in your mind. It's happening in what you believe. There's actually a war over what you're about to believe about yourself, where God is speaking words and telling you who you are. You know, uh, when Jesus got baptized, the Bible says the skies opened up and a voice shouted out, this is my beloved son in who I am well pleased. And what is the first thing the devil does to attack Jesus? God said, you're the son of God. You're my beloved son. The devil says, if you are really the son of God, I'm telling you, isn't that sound so much like the devil? When God speaks to you, encourages you, maybe you're reading your Bible, maybe someone encourages you with a word, maybe you just feel that you're on this earth to do something great, to do something amazing, and so you have this sense of who you are in God, but yet there's the voice, if you really are called to greatness. If you really are supposed to do this, then why this? Why that? Why that? And that, my friends, is an introduction to spiritual warfare. That's the introduction to spiritual warfare over your identity, because once you know who you are, I'm telling you, you're going to, mm, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. And I'm going to show you this with an example of David. Now, I know I've been talking, I just realized as I was preparing for this podcast, I've been talking about David a lot. Okay. So I, I mean, almost every podcast I'm talking about David, but in my defense, I had been studying David's life recently. I've been diving into it and researching it and it's so fascinating. So I'm going to use David again. Okay, guys, <laughs> going back to David, he's, his life story is just filled with so much wisdom, so much that we can gain from it. David as a young boy, 
just a, just a young boy, minding his own business, taking care of his father's sheep. He had a bunch of brothers. And all of a sudden, this prophet goes to David's house as a young boy, to, to Jesse's, David's dad. The prophet tells him, one of your sons is going to be anointed as king, okay? And so Jesse, David's dad, brings out all, all David's brothers, and, and the prophet looks at him and says, these aren't, none of these boys is the one that God's going to choose. Do you have anybody else? You know, uh, David's dad says, yeah, I have another one, the youngest one, but he's out there with the sheep. I mean, think about that. Jesse didn't even believe his own son enough that he didn't even bring him up. He, there's no way he's going to be the guy. So he just, just keep taking care of the sheep. You don't count. But the prophet says, I'm going to wait till you bring out David. I'm going to wait till you bring him out. So Jesse goes into the field and calls David. David, little teenage boy, comes in. And he's actually the one that God chose, all right? And so in those days when they would anoint you as king, the prophet, he actually pours oil on your head and he anointed him as king in front of all his family, in front of all his brothers, okay? He's anointed king. Now imagine how David must have felt, being forgotten, but yet he's the one that God chose, right? And you think David's like, man, I'm going to be the king, I'm going to be the king. And guess what happens the next day? Nothing. Guess what happens a week later? Nothing. Guess what happens two weeks later? He's nothing has changed. He is still taking care of sheep, delivering cheese, just being the sheep herding cheese boy that he's always been. Now imagine the warfare going on in his mind with his, with his identity. God just told him, you're going to be king through the prophet, right? But nothing has changed. So here's the here's the warfare part. I mean, he could be thinking, I thought I was going to be king. If, if I was going to be king, then why am I still taking care of the sheep? Why am I still, you know, delivering cheese to my brothers? Why, why is all this stuff happening? I thought I was going to be king. And this is the beautiful process of God. The process was about God getting David to believe in himself. You see, when God speaks to you, you got to believe what God says about you till it changes you. So the process was for God to get David to believe that he was a king until he starts acting like a king, right? It's kind of like the eye of the tiger that you got to, I heard it said to athletes before they get in a fight, you got to win the fight in your mind before you get in that ring. And the same thing happens with this battle in your mind. If you don't believe who you really are in your mind before you act, before you step into your job, before you start that business, before you make moves in life, you got to win in your mind first. You got to get that eye of the tiger that says, I am who God says I am. I can do this. I'm here for a reason. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to conquer. We're going to win this. Let me tell you this awesome story. Okay. So David is delivering uh, his cheese to his brothers. He was anointed king. Nothing's changed. He's doing his own thing. His brothers come out there and you know, his oldest brother actually accused him of being conceited because no one wanted to fight Goliath, this big giant. David started asking questions. What's going to happen to whoever takes this guy down? And Eliab, his oldest brother, the Bible says, accused him, why, why are you being conceited? Who, who, who makes you think you can take over this giant? Who are you being conceited? And that's awesome to be accused of being conceited, isn't it? <laughs> that means once you start believing in yourself, don't be shocked if people start thinking you're conceited. Once you start believing in yourself, don't be shocked when people don't like it because people who don't believe in themselves don't like people who do. I'm going to say it again. 
people who don't believe in themselves, they don't like people who do. Because they know once you start believing in yourself, giants are going to start falling, right? Stuff's going to start happening. People who think small want people around them to think small so they can stay small. So people won't like it when you start listening to this podcast, start getting fired up, start start knowing what God said about you, and you can do these great things in life. They're going to not like it. They're going to want to try to talk you down and keep you small. But the question is this, okay? Imagine this. Okay, you got to just go with me because if you get the visual, this is amazing. Here is this giant Goliath, okay? Just taunting God's army, the army of Israel, taunting them, saying, who dares fight me? And here in Israel's army, they got soldiers that have been training their whole life to fight, and they're afraid. They're like, I can't take on this guy. I can't take on Goliath. There's no way this is going to happen. So even David's own brothers, they're like, I ain't going to go up there. I ain't going to do it. No one is willing to step up to Goliath except for David. Teenage David, he pulled a Scooby-Doo. He said, let me add them. I'll splat them. He goes up there. He goes up there with confidence. And he says, I can do this. He goes to the king, a teenage boy, goes to the king and says, I can do this. I can take down Goliath. I killed a lion. I killed a bear. I can take down Goliath. So why do you think David was the only one who had the guts to believe that he has what it takes to take down this giant that every other person is afraid of. What do you think it was that caused David to believe in himself so much that he's willing to risk his own life to fight this giant when trained soldiers are shaking in their boots afraid? You know what it was? I'm gonna tell you what it was. You know what it was? David knew what God told him. He knew something that nobody else knew. I'm going to say it again. David knew something that nobody else knew. What was that? He knew what God told him. God told David, you are going to be the king over this land. You've got what it takes to be a conqueror, to rule, to be a king. David knew something that nobody else knew. He knew something that King Saul didn't even know. He knew something that the other soldiers didn't know. David knew something Goliath didn't know. What was it? It was the word of God that 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 God spoke to David. It was the word of God that was alive in his heart where he started to he heard the word of God. And he went through that process where he could have got discouraged thinking, I'm still delivering cheese. But instead, he believed the word of God so much. He believed in himself so much that he started acting like a king. He believed in himself to the point where he started acting it. And that's where the identity shift happens. You see, knowing who you are isn't just about, I don't know, feeling good. It's knowing what God said about you to the point where it changes who you are. Because if it changes who you are, it's going to change what you do. You're not going to have the courage to step out and do great things if you don't believe that's who you really are. And you're not going to believe that's who you really are if you don't hear a word from God telling you that's who you are. So my question to you is this. What has God told you that nobody else knows? Come on. Oh, there's breakthrough coming now. I feel it. What has God told you that nobody else knows? 
What has God told you? I'm telling you, God has spoken to you. God has given you a word. You feel inside, you know what God is calling you to do. God is calling, nobody else knows it but you. And if you would allow that word, what does the Bible say? That the word of God uh, never returns void, but it does everything it was sent to do. When God speaks a word inside of you, man, it's not just for any reason. It's because there's something, it's like a seed being planted in your heart. And when that seed of the word of God about what God says about you is planted in your heart, and if you allow that thing to grow, it's going to grow to the point where you're going to believe it first. Then you're going to believe it to the point where it's going to change what you believe about yourself. You're going to believe it to the point where you change the way you act. You start acting like God says you act. And all of a sudden, you have courage to do what nobody else does. All of a sudden, you can start taking down giants. You can look at the giants in your life so I can take them down. I can take them down because I know who I am. I know what God said about me. Nobody else knows, but you know, people can laugh at you when you want to, you know, go out and start something new or have the boldness and believe you can do something or or this or that. But the problem is they don't know what God said about you. They don't know what God told you. They don't know that, you know, they can call it being conceited like David's brother. But David says, I'm not being conceited. I know who I am. You're playing it small. I know who I am. I know I'm on this earth to take down giants. I'm here to conquer. I'm here to overcome. I'm here to do this. And I want to encourage you with this. What has God said about you. Let that seed of the word of God, what he told you, who he told you you really are, let that start to grow and develop inside of your heart to the point where you believe it, where you know that you are who God says you are. Let it change your identity. I'm telling you, if you don't win the battle in your mind about who you are, you will not be able to have the courage to step out and do what God has called you to do. Every great a challenge or life change that I face. I always seek God to get a word. I need an actual physical scripture. I pray and God put a word, put a scripture I could write down in my notes where I can always have it. Why? Because I understand. I've been around long enough where I know the devil will come and put attack your mind about what you're doing for God. In my notes, I have right here, this is my note book here. I have all my notes in there. I actually have a note in here says, don't stop podcasting. Why? Because I know when I'm starting something new podcast, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I, I This is the first time doing this. I knew I was going to start it. But guess what? I Before I started podcasting, I said, God, give me a word. Do you want me to do this? And God gave me a great word where he told me to, to step out and do this. He said, uh, um, do what your hands find to do for I am with you. And I wrote that down and I wrote the date down and I put it in my notepad. Why? Because if the devil ever tries to come after my mind and battle my mind and make me doubt anything or about this podcast or what I'm doing, I can open that up and say, nope, God spoke this word. And all of a sudden it causes me to believe what God said about me, what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So it encourages me. So I encourage you, get your confidence in the word of God. Get a word for your life. What has God told you in the past? These are things that would encourage and build your identity. Your identity determines what you do. 
Don't try to do something if you don't really believe that's who you are because it's very, you're, you're just battling with yourself. Let God speak to you. Win this war of who you really are in God and you will see the courage like David rise up inside of you and you'll be able to do everything God called you to do. So I hope this encouraged you with your identity. Remember, just because you're struggling with identity, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're lame. It means that God is trying to give you a greater revelation of who you really are. There's more to you than you actually think. You can do more than you actually believe you can do right now. So let the word of God, let hope and faith rise up inside of you to the point where you change who you are and you realize you are a king. You're just like David. You can still be taking care of sheep, and but you know inside you're a king, right? You're delivering cheese on the outside, but you're living like a king on the inside. And all of a sudden, your moment comes where you can express that and, and your giant taunts you and you've already decided you're a king on the inside, regardless of what anybody says. God told it to you. You believe it. That settles it. Right on, guys. All right. I hope you're enjoying this. Make sure you follow us on Instagram if you haven't. We got a good thing going on there. I love all the comments we've been getting, different DMs from people all over the world, all over the country. It's so awesome to know that this podcast is reaching people in places that I've never even been to. So feel free to drop a DM through Instagram. Email us. Just let us know that you're enjoying the podcast. Say hi. I'd love to say hi back, okay? Uh, as always, guys, we can't close without saying cheers to your good life.